Welcome to another fun and exciting episode of The Rogues in the House, a podcast dedicated to the love of all things sword and sorcery, dedicated with 100% enthusiasm from self-proclaimed experts. So take up your scudum, your pelum, and secure your gladius, because the picks are, I mean, the rogues are in the house. It's also been a long time since Logan has been here. It has Potentially been. frozen up with his uh, shitty... Mexico internet or wherever he is. He's not. Oh no! It, it, I am, but yes, <laughs> you're, I froze. You're back. You're back. I God, I, I God delayed long it. enough. If, if yeah. the audience could see this, his uh, his freeze frame was like he was very pissed yeah. off at us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Matt's looked like like he was frozen, but Dean was just so statuesque, like always. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if it was Matt or me, so I just kept talking. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, welcome back. Logan, it's been a while since we yeah, had yeah. on, and we wanted to make sure that you were here for this one because you really wanted to be here for this. I actually, I actually topic. read this book. Yeah. So, <laughs> granted, it's been a long time. So, yeah. Oh, so we're just gonna go ahead and reveal what it is we're talking about. No, it, the audience it. would already know. I mean, it's gonna say it on the. It does say it on the yeah. episode. We right. tried it. We tried this before to be, hey, let's be cheeky, and then <laughs> we'll only reveal it partway through, and yeah. then we proceeded to put a title that gives it away <laughs> when you click on it to listen. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. We're talking about Brand McMorn. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking it's about in time sort too. of. Yeah. Yes. No? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's. I mean, I, I've said it in many places, uh, many different times that uh, Worms of the Earth is probably my favorite Robert E. Howard story. It has been for years at least. So it's kind of hung on to that title. Um, and I think what we'll do tonight is just a broad overview of you know digging into who this character is perhaps how he's different from some of howard's other characters um touch on some of the stories uh, a little more than perhaps the others but um we're gonna give our thoughts on the last king of the picts here the king of the heather the damned man the dark man he who sought the worms of the earth yeah all right but before first first we, we yes uh, i don't know about you but i got my ticket and it is taking me straight to the bazaar of the bizarre all right so who wants to go first down the uh, little boulevard of the bizarre not me because i haven't even thought about this until we just got here right now well oh, okay. i can go first mine is less like a thing so i this didn't happen to me today okay so preface this i'm in this facebook group i don't participate it's terrible the people there probably never produce anything and they're just like daydreamers fine whatever um but also many of them are very dumb why are <laughs> gonna, you in this gonna group? say it because mostly Wait, are you just throwing publicly <laughs> throwing shade at a group yes i Do know you're you I don't even care. Um, (laughs) It's like, it's got like thousands of people in it and none of them are ever going to see this. Um, But what happened, okay. A gentleman asked if someone could name some pulp authors, okay. Pulp authors. And us three could probably name dozens off the top of our heads. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was not the first one to comment on this post. Um, So I looked at the other ones to make sure like I wasn't repeating information, whatever. Um, The first one that I see is 
someone saying that Stephen King and J.K. Rowling are pulp authors because their fiction is only for entertainment and lacks substance. And then another, yep, yep, yep. And then another person said pulp is not a genre. It is a medium, which I half agree with. Um, and that it is <laughs> yeah. named after cheap paper, but there are connotations for it. And so here I am. And it's like, what are what are these people talking about? And I was like, this is very much like uh, Sword and Sorcery as a title. It was like yes. immediately, it's just complete and utter like misunderstanding. Were, were were there other people on there who were like, yo, here's what it is? No, just me. Oh my god. Um, oh, there was wow. eventually one other person that agreed with me, but there were dozens of people suggesting like new authors um you know saying oh i don't read that because it's just it's just like uh cheese and sex and violence and you know uh, and then a lot of people talking about how like quentin tarantino it like basically invented it and it's like oh my god invented what pulp Pulp? fiction because of the movie I oh, guess. Wow. Oh, I see. Um, so that's a, yeah. They thought uh, that movie coaster was a throwback to itself. All yes. of the shade he has right. thrown um, was well deserved. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just um, you know. So Logan, you got you got yeah, you got go in a disagreement on the internet. And Not that even. is your that is your yeah. bizarre choice. Yeah, I just thought of yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just you know, because we talk about sword and sorcery as a big misunderstanding many times um uh, but i even think that like obviously pulp has a greater misunderstanding um because like i think the first person if you don't think of robert e howard fine but you should think of hp lovecraft first in mm-hmm. my opinion um probably lester dent from uh, doc savage uh possibly tarzan um right. conan obviously um all kinds of stuff uh the shadow yeah, the uh shadow, yeah. the spider uh the you know phantom maybe the, yeah the phantom another one uh there's just you know dozens upon dozens who of... knows what darkness lurks in the hearts of men Ooh. the shadow knows yeah yeah um yeah. but and I these just... are authors or yeah, self-proclaimed quote authors? unquote self-proclaimed um I just I thought it was interesting. I, mean, I guess they can wow. be authors and like not know shit about shit. That's sure. That's a, that's sure. a thing that can happen. Like, I guess um, for me, I, I don't care if people don't know about a thing. It depends on how they carry it, right? Right, if right. They it's... go cocksure about it, yeah. then otherwise it's like, oh, well, actually, we can, you know, I'll actually, yeah, actually. yeah. That's that's what it was. It wasn't that they yeah. didn't know. It's that they didn't know and wanted to comment like they were experts. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, right, well, avoid that. Avoid that unnamed group. It, I would, it's it's actually just called. Um, wow, he's just yeah. calling it straight. I, up. It's, wow. You know, the guy who runs it's got a good heart. He's an editor. There's some decent people on there. There's just too many to get any use out of it. Other than it seems, it's pretty vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not specific. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say vague. It's um diffuse perhaps yes sure yeah yeah uh dean you go next because my bizarre choice will be better as a segue i think okay sounds good um i've been uh 
reading a lot more is one of the things I made a kind of a conscious effort to do in the last couple of uh, months and reading a lot. Beautiful. More. Yeah. I need to do that. I need but to do that too. I keep going back to, um, I should be reading some of the stuff that we talk about more, but I'm really excited to, you guys have ever read Sharon K. Penman before? Negative. I don't believe so. She does these big doorstopper books about uh, the time period, basically of the early middle ages and the the high middle ages. Sure. And she's passed. I think she passed back in 2021 or something like that. But my wife just picked it up and I can't wait to read it. And I've been kind of reading it on the side when she's not, it's uh land beyond the sea, which is essentially the siege of Jerusalem that we saw in the movie kingdom of heaven. Sure. With uh, okay, Balin, yeah. Balin of Ibelin and Baldwin and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to say, I love those big, huge historical dramas. I know there's not a lot of, you know, hack and slash in them, but it's imposed. Check out the book that I'm reading now. Look at that. Holy smokes. I'm right there with you, man. What is the 796 pages? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's been been a while since I've read something of that size, actually. There's something about like historical epic. Like this one isn't fantasy Mm -hmm. either, but historical epics are really, really cool when they're really cool. Right. Did you ever read any of the uh, uh, Marine McCullough First Man of Rome series? No, no. Oh my God, those are amazing! As a matter of fact, I think she got a, a honorary like doctorate degree from wow. some because of all the research she put into putting those books together. That's awesome! So, definitely, highly recommend both of those ladies, sure. uh, Marie McCullough and Sharon K. Penman. My last thing, because we got to talk about this, and hopefully, we do a podcast. Have you seen the Arnold documentary yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. But it's absolutely on my to watch list for obvious sure. reasons. Got to see it. Got to see yeah. it. It's really. I good. will. I, yeah, I would do an He's episode a... talking about Arnold. Why not? Yeah, I even mean, just talking yeah. about Arnold and how Conan came to be, and this and that, and the legacy of it, right? Like, right, where it exactly. stands in fandom. I think mm-hmm. actually that's a great episode. So there you go. You heard it here first, folks. You'll hear that in the next couple of months, probably. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, for me, uh, there's an exciting something coming about. It is called A Book of Blades, Volume Two. Woo! Uh, yeah. So. Um, we're getting on about a year since we released volume mm-hmm. one, volume two, uh, as of recording is ready to go out. Uh, you know, it could be a week, could be two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but that's about where we're looking. Um, so who knows when you're listening to this, but I would just say, keep an eye on our channels, um, rogues in the house on Facebook yeah. at rogues in the house on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, uh, you should, I would check it out just because I share two cool pieces of art every day. Um, and that's a fun thing to have in your newsfeed, man. I curate it. I I'm careful with it. I don't just, you know, post lightly. Uh, I take it real serious. Um, so a book of blades volume two, uh, is coming out. We've got, uh, a pretty sick TOC, which we mm-hmm. just revealed. Do you have it in no. front of you, Logan, no. or I can, look um, I don't, but I can tell you that I, there are some returning, um, Chuck, Clark, JM Clark, uh, Seth Lindbergh, Jason Carney, um, we also have Steve Dilks, uh, John R. Fultz, uh, T.A. Markitan, Oliver Brackenberry, uh, Bryn. I can't remember last name on that one. Oh, we got Bryn Hammond, yeah. Hammond, yeah. Uh, Hammond, Kirk A. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zach, or Z- yeah, Z- Z.S. Reynolds, Zach Reynolds. Z.S. Reynolds. Z.S. Reynolds. And was it Did you mention Scott's back? Oh yeah, Scott Odin's back. James Troxel is back. 
or not bats. Yeah. This is his first one for that. And the, so, um, and uh, uh, we got Oliver Brackenberry from uh, New yeah. Edge editor. Yeah. You did, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, okay, okay. I think we got him. And we also have all, all of the art is from the most generous Gilead. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Special other, shout out to Gilead yeah. just dumping us some art, uh, and yeah. then we just sort of peppered him throughout the book. Yeah. Um, at the end of each story, you get a sick shot of some sweet uh, SNS subject or other. Yep. 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 Um, once more, that's Charles Clark, T.A. Markitan, S.E. Lindbergh, Scott Odin, Bryn Hammond, Jason Ray Kearney, Z.S. Reynolds, Matthew John. Oh, yeah. Pirate. I forgot you. Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh Matthew John Oliver Brackenberry, J. Thomas Howard, J. M. Clark, Kirk A. Johnson, John R. Foltz, and Steve Dilks. Now, eagle-eyed or eagle-eared people will uh if they read that list back, they will see that is in fact the order of those tales. Mm-hmm. The authors and uh, we'll reveal the, the names of the stories later. But if you're listening to this about two weeks from since uh the time that we've been recording it, well, guess what? It's available on Amazon right now, and you should go and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go big time. Keep an eye on the channels. Let's support our local SNS authors. And uh, I'm just super excited about this because, um, you know, people came back to offer us stories. The word of mouth and the reviews for volume one were straight up very solid. Yeah. Unless yeah. it was a particular person we won't name who was a fan <laughs> of a particular thing. We won't talk about that, but they did not. They felt it, this per, this person felt it was, um, uh, pretentiously mediocre and that's yeah, that's yeah. all right maybe yeah. it was maybe it was gift of gala was pretentious it, was like, <laughs> it, it ended up being an allegory of things and that it, nothing dripped to pretension quite like an allegory you guys now let's that's, uh that's let's true. get let's get to some straight up hairy chest blood pumping storytelling here with our uh favorite bro robert e howard and brown mcmorn so, guys, I actually just want to start. When were you first aware of this character? I suspect mm. most people, you know, we, we Conan was on our radar first. And, and, and for me, I'll actually, I may as well just start. Uh, Cull was the second guy I became aware of. And then I think it was Bran McMore next. And then it would have been Solomon Kane. Um, this is back in the dark days of finding these books at flea markets, right? Um, well, yeah, I, I would yeah. I would say that's pretty close to what mine was, too. Uh, of course, Conan was on there. Uh, right at the top and mm-hmm. i seem to recall maybe because of i'm a few years older than you guys the books were not so much in you know the flea markets they were actually like on the discount shelves in some of the bookstores right yeah. and every time i saw something that said by the creator of conan yeah yeah i would pick it up and much like the del rey series if it had cool artwork i would pick mm-hmm. it up so I think I was uh, – Brand McMorn was probably my number two introduction into uh, uh, Robert E. Howard's stuff. And then I started just picking up everything, you know, anything from Howard. Yeah, of course. I just that was a big marketing up. piece, right, uh, yeah. from the creator of Conan. I think a few different publishers did it. Right. The one I'm looking at right now is by Zebra Books. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. What was your first uh, – what was their first – the edition Copy of, of yeah what was your first it was rush okay so it? yeah it was the uh the dell edition um that had like the picks standing in a line and conan's head sticking on a pike in the oh background. yeah you got the the frazetta cover yeah right mm-hmm. yeah sick 
Yeah. Uh, mine is the, yeah, the, as I say, the zebra books version with, uh, I think it's a Jeffrey Catherine Jones. Uh, yeah. Jeff Jones cover illustration. He's he got brand on the chariot ripping through some Romans. It is an awesome cover. Um, and this book, yeah, I've uh, like pretty special book in my collection. Actually, actually this Logan. Is, yeah. It's one of the best books so, that I've kept. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not a huge nerd or a geezer like you guys, my path is completely different. Uh, <laughs> he read it because we were going to talk about it today. No, um, oh. Every single Robert E. Howard story that I've ever read comes from a Del Rey volume. Um, yeah. I never once, well, that's not true. Um, how I knew of Brand McMorn is actually through HP Lovecraft because everyone knows HP Lovecraft called Cthulhu. Robert E. Howard wrote a story called The Black Stone, which mentions the place where Cthulhu lives. And in Worms of the Earth, uh, Bran McMorn uh, tosses the Black Stone into a pool of water. So I was actually aware of Bran McMorn through H.P. Lovecraft before I was even aware of Conan. Well, he, he yeah, and in, in The Worms of the Earth, he invokes the name of uh, yeah. Rilea, Rilea, However, Rilea, Rilea, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, not a Lovecraft podcast. Yeah, but, um... Um, so um, I was aware of the connection to Lovecraft before I actually read Conan, who was the first one I read. Um, I read all three Conan volumes, then call then this one, than El Borak in that order. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not going wrong with starting at the Del Rey's. Do you really own no all of those old Del Rey's, Logan? O- old? They're not that old. Um, but no, I do we, we're, own them all. We mean, yeah. Pulled that up just so Dean can see yes. it, so he knows. Oh, the okay, ones that, that were like two right, thousands. Okay. I don't know, man. Mid two thousands, maybe. Yeah. Okay, they're no. great books. But so I bought three volumes of the Call book because the binding keeps coming out of them. None of the other volumes, hmm. huh. but the binding and the Call volume just unravels. So like, I can't even read this one without it falling apart. Must have been a bad batch. I guess I don't know, but yeah, oh. yep. Great books for anyone who hasn't read any Robert E. Howard. Amazon, like 20 bucks. I think they're even on Kindle edition if you do that. Yeah, I mean, except no substitute, except for an upgrade like Wandering Star or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're affordable. They're easy to find um, if you're not like going to be like a huge collector of hardcovers and whatever. That's and right. I guess I'm confusing the Del Rey with the old Dell books. The, that's the one that I have. It's just Dell. And it's a oh. very, very small one. It comes just with the five stories and that's it. Oh, <laughs> cool. So who is Bran McMorn? Bran McMorn is uh, the last king of the Picts. He is the king of a dying race of sorts. Um, men who, like, they do not resemble him. You know, he his bloodline goes back to Brule the Spear Slayer. Right. From the Call stories. He is, you get a sense that he is a damned man like he's not going to win you know we know he's not mm-hmm. like the the rome is gonna rush over through caledon eventually or caledonia um and finish finish them off now i think it's worth noting that the picts are a real historical people that yeah, probably was, bear very little resemblance 
to any depiction that Robert E. Howard had. Yeah, right. it's that's um, what's so interesting. His Howard's picks have their own timeline and their own yeah. continuity. Like he he used picked as a, I mean uh, that's a, that's almost that's a whole other episode really. But. Yeah, yeah, which could be fun actually. Um, yeah, would it be like, too far to say or too much to say that Howard's picks are almost like uh, Neanderthal? I well, think it depends. the, it depends the inbred what ones you're about. in Brand McMorn are they're mm-hmm. definitely Native Americans in Conan. Um, yeah. But in Bran, he describes them as Basque and Mediterranean, right. um, mm-hmm. which historically they were not. It's, um, it it but, is kind of it is kind of Howard's uh, yeah. catch-all term for the for the Aboriginal or for the yeah kind of actually yeah. person. I can see that. Yeah, I mean not. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably fair to say. Uh, but yes, they evolve over time, and they have their own timeline and a story. So it's yeah. not, um, you know, the picks that he's talking about in Bran McMoran's time period are not Franco Colombo showing up in Conan uh, 1982 <laughs> as that pick. That's, that's yeah, more yeah. of a historic looking. Yeah. Pick, that looks right? more historical. Yeah. Yeah. Like pantaloons and such and mustaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think, they <laughs> I mean, pa- as, I think they, they're famous for painting themselves blue with blue yeah. circles. And being yeah, otherwise yeah. mostly, naked. I don't know why I said pantaloon. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a movie um, that's actually decent. It's a PG. Not sure movie. I know what a pantaloon even uh, is. He, Logan. he knows. Sorry. He knows. He knows. He has a pair. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> probably uh, wearing them right now. <laughs> you can't see what's going on down there. There, there's a movie. Um, it's PG-13, so don't expect like blood and gore. Um, and it, it starts Channing Tatum. Uh, but it's called the Eagle. Oh, and, the Eagle! Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. At at the end, towards the end, you see a group of people they call the Seal people, and they're based off yeah. Picts. Um, there's also a movie. God, I can't even remember what it's called, but it is R and has great action. But it also has Picts, but they're Cent- depicted as yeah, the Centurion. Centurion, um, yeah. But they it's are not Ma- accurate either. Yeah, those are more like the no. Celts um, for the history people. But good action. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, that's, I mean, but that's an important, it's an important yeah. distinction to make, right? Cause this is, yeah, it's historically set in, in Rome, uh, you know, during a massive Roman expansion. Um, and during the time of like Hadrian's wall, I think right. as well. Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, that's the, referenced uh, in a few stories, the emperor's Diocletian and Maximian. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's got that historic connection, but also Howard's picks are a bit of a different thing. Um, well, and also... Rusty Burke has some really good essays in that uh, Del Rey volume. They kind of look into all that stuff, even get into the the sort of uh, British myth of like the little people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the worms Fairies of the earth being like that. I, th- I think the same root, the same root uh, legend or 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 history as like the hobbit would have been drawn from like hobbits so the worms and hobbits now some howard scholar might come in and just say no that's completely off but i feel like that is what i've read i always thought the worms were the serpent people well no ah you kind of yeah they seem to be part of that situation as well yeah, but yeah, like the picks are like the one through line through. Yeah, all sorry, I'm not saying his... I'm not saying the picks were the little people. I'm I'm talking I'm referencing the worms of the earth. Right. 
yeah. the, the little people as being that it's the same root um inspiration picked being separate does that make sense kind of i i think you're getting confused because <laughs> there is a thing called the little people about the picts in this book oh really yeah okay yeah i'm definitely crossing wires uh, whatever cut, anyway. that shit. cut all that cut all that stuff <laughs> I'm gonna need to cut that okay, cut that cut i'll that. see what i can find i'll <laughs> see what i can do <laughs> or i will sabotage you and make matt seem like a moron <laughs> seem you want me to cut yeah. that I don't know. I don't know where we start back up now. So. Yeah, exactly. That was quite substantial. Sweating. Yeah. And then Logan shoots you it. down. So let's just. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the essay is about the picks because they're like fairy folk in the modern day, how or like modern day Howard stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, whatever. Okay, so with Brand McMorn, um, mainly there are three or four uh substantial stories i guess where he appears and then there's some where he's mentioned or referenced um so the lost race was published in 1926 uh in weird tales kings of the night was published in 1930 um also for weird tales which also featured Kona. uh Call Conan's ancestor, Cole. but Call, uh, whom we've not spoken about yet either. That's, that's gonna yeah. that will be another show. Um, and then Worms of the Earth was published in Weird Tales in 1932. The Dark Man, 1931, in Weird Tales. Um, Men of Shadows first appeared in 1957. Um, for Glenn Lord, for Always Comes Evening. And then there's Men of Shadows first appearing in 1969 uh, for Glenn Lord, Brand McMorn, Dell Publishing. So I suspect, Dean, that is your Frazetta cover one. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a Song of the Race, 1969, um, for Brand McMorn as well. But really, the stories that have the meat on the bone are, I would say, Men of Shadows, Kings of the Night, Worms of the Earth. Yeah. And then the dark man, the dark man is such a great tale in its own right, but it's not particularly about Brent McMorris. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, even though the title is kind of referencing him, but yes. So while rereading a lot of these, um, I didn't remember that well. And it was kind of refreshing to be uh, reminded that Brand McMorn was, uh, this was more of a ensemble piece as opposed to like the Conan stories where it all revolves around yeah, Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Worms of the Earth, you know, where it's, you know, through his point of view. But yeah, everything it's... else was Brand's kind of like over there directing something, but there's other main characters who are just as big a part of the story. And I had forgotten that he was really not the main focus of all of these stories. Yeah, um, and I think that's why I like the first two, at least in the book that I have, that are told from the perspective of the Legionnaire and from Cormac. Um, Men of right. Shadows and yes. then Kings and, of the Night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a big fan of the Roman time period and I have an affinity for stories like that. And I think those two, I I enjoy the hell out of Worms of the Earth, but uh, Men of the Shadows, I think is maybe my favorite. Sure, sure. I, I, in Men of the Shadows, let's start there. Why not? Oh, no, no, sorry. No, I'm thinking of a different one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually thinking of Kings of the Night. Um, the point I was going to make. So yeah, I, I like Men of Shadows too. It's cool. It's Men of Shadows, Howard, you know, you don't get first person Conan. So to read a lot of Howard Conan, I'm not going to get a lot of Howard writing first person, but this is a first person tale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like a reader's introduction. To, yeah. And refresh my memory. This is where he gets taken into yeah. the cave. Yeah. Are kind of revealing what their lives are like. And then Bran's there potentially with his cousin as well, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, not he's an action pack tale, but cool. He's not just like a Roman. He's a conscript, not a conscript, like a, he's like a mercenary, isn't he? Yeah. He's from an auxiliary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. from another country. So right. it's a very interesting depiction, I think, of Roman. And it's, I think, if I remember right, uh, Maybe he's of Nordic descent. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah. And yeah, as the story so. goes on, he kind of sheds that Roman veneer. Yep, yep. And yep. kind of reverts back to his Nordic roots. And the Del Rey copy has just excellent freaking art of it. Um, you're that's yeah, another that's thing beautiful. about Del Rey. The, it's got my favorite artist from the Conan ones, and now Gary Gianni. Yeah, um, Gary Gianni is amazing. Yeah, the the art is spectacular so another reason to go del rey but logan likes his picture books yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) uh so yeah i I mean i I don't have tons to say about uh men of shadows at the moment um there's no need i mean i just yeah to me it appeals to me more than the others yeah yeah that's interesting so what i was actually going to say dean is when i was thinking you were talking about kings of the night what i was going to say is something i really liked about it is the tactics and the environment of the battle was just so crystal clear mm-hmm. um i find sometimes i read siege stuff or large-scale battles and i'm not necessarily getting a good visual i'm not i don't feel yeah. as brought into it as as i could be um and I've just, again, with Howard's sort of fleet economy of words, he manages to tell you all you need to know and just so visual. Right. Kings, oh. of, Kings of the Night is kind of like a war story. Um, yeah. I think uh, Worms of the Earth is really the only one that has like true adventure elements like you'd see in Conan. Um, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I really like the chariots. Um, the chariot part was cool. Um, also uh gonar right that's his name the wizard old gonar yeah Yeah. he appears but we see him a couple times and he's kind of a different character and i'm pretty sure he's also a wizard in conan's time just a different gonar i think that's call's time call's time yeah 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 Yeah. but uh so you can kind of like if you're into watching howard evolve or try and figure out what the hell he wants to do with things Brand McMoran, you can see that with some of his characters and the picks in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fight scene between Cull and the uh, leader of the Vikings is pretty outstanding. Yeah, it's yeah, super yeah. rad. And, and Cull is Cull is a different character in that story compared to his other stories. His other the other Cull stories are he's really 
leaning into the melancholy and the philosophical questioning and all of all of these things but in this one he feels more like conan he thinks he's in a dream so he just kind of like yeah he does so he's just like whatever man i'm gonna kick some ass and have some fun here if i die Um, i wake up and i'm good to go yeah yeah he just strikes me as a a somewhat different call in that story but uh yeah i mean you gotta love it man that's an og team up right of yeah 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 and it really just shows the connect it it makes uh abundantly clear the connective threads with howard's sort of shared universe right yeah and he even tosses Lovecraft in there too. Yeah. In yeah, some of the yeah. stories to bring it even yeah. closer to meaning. Um yeah, I like that story a lot. I I I think it's I think the battle scenes are vivid and just classic. Like imagine imagine a film adaptation of just that. exactly like a one you, hour, a one hour piece. You read my mind. Like, it reads so well like a cinematic sh- uh, and, short film man i wish they made movies that were like an hour hour and a half long <laughs> so you can uh, go to bed earlier well, that's the thing these no so i don't miss anything when i go pee <laughs> you get you give me like the hour and a half mark it's bathroom time if i'm in a theater and i'm drinking a soda or whatever yeah. like i'm not gonna make it three hours without missing 15 minutes of your stupid movie just make Logan, it Logan, man with a bladder of a 90-year-old. I drink a lot of water. Yeah, my, mine's like that, too. I, I got to yeah. pee pretty quick. Yeah. It's not very manly of me. Not not here looking for, like, a UTI or something because I went and saw a Scorsese film for seven and a half hours. <laughs> what happened to you? Why are you getting all these bladder infections? I'm watching Scorsese films in theater. <laughs> Oh, and this is the Scorsese character voice that I'm doing now. Oh, we're in the weeds real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, anything else to say about um, Kings of the Night? No, I thought it was an no, excellent no. story. Um, yeah. yeah. It's badass. And I think it's... Honestly, a, I don't think there's a bad story in the the short collection. I, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed re- reading every one of them. Um, really I'm do. different, um, and I will I'll be straight up and say that I don't think Robert E. Howard wrote a bad story. Um, there are lesser stories, mm-hmm. and I think this volume has many. Um, the three that we talked about um, so far are three of the four that I would reread regularly. Under no circumstances, I'm going to reread through every single story in this volume. It's not going to do it. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm, uh, that said, I mean, Worms of the Earth is probably the Howard story that I have read, uh, read yeah. and reread. Yeah. Worms of the Earth, other. I think, before we get into it, is one of Howard's greatest writing achievements. The high of this volume I think, I think is, so too, is yeah. very, very high. But yeah. also, The Lost Race. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't even care. <laughs> Men of Shadows <laughs> barely does it for me. Sorry, Dean. That's all right. Um, and, yeah, Lost Race is kind of uh, Hyborian Age essay yeah. adjacent in some ways. Yeah, or, and then like I like Kings of the Night, um, but I'm still hesitant to call it a Bran McMorn story. It's not from his perspective. Cole does just as much stuff in it. It's very ensemble, which is cool, but it's not Bran McMorn's story. He's just in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, but I also think that's reflective of Howard's 
place when he was writing these. I think he had a clear vision of Worms of the Earth and probably Kings of the Night, but this was before he had conceived the Hyborian Age. So if you are one of the people that are into like the shared timeline thing, um, there's a connection between Cull and Bran, but Conan had not been conceived yet. So there's no mention mm-hmm. of the Hyborian Age at all. Well, and that's that's the thing. Yeah. Cull in this store in Kings of the Night feels more clo- feels closer to Conan to me yeah, yeah. than he does in some of the other Cull stories. Um, although when I think of by this axe, I rule and Phoenix on the sword, <laughs> there's certainly similarities there. Um, sure. For sure. Reasons, but, um, okay, cool. Let's, um, I do have a question for you, Logan, in that yeah, edition yeah. that you have, is there something called, and I'm looking on the internet right now for different stories, uh, related to Brian McMorn, Bran McMorn, a play that was actually written by, um, I'm going back here a second. Let me take a look. Um, written by Howard, and it was published in 1983, but written in 1922, 1923. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I think that is a so, thing. but I think it's just that called Brand McMorn in here. It doesn't say a play at the I end. I am not familiar with that at all. Um, I don't usually read the appendices um, all that much because, you know, I've already read the finished stories in the first half of the book. Um, so hmm. I, I couldn't yeah. tell you much but, about it. Okay. No, no. I think that, yes, I think it's something much earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah. it when is in here. 1922. Yeah. It's yeah, got yeah, it yeah, by yeah. act and scene and everything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's only a page and a half. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then there are scans of his handwritten notebook, which is three pages. So that's what I'm saying. I don't read the appendices. That's not, I'm not a scholar. <laughs> You're, uh, yeah, a yeah. play that's really interesting yeah. that he was writing it as a play yeah no mm. i i imagine i guess it'd be my my imagination says that was probably his attempt at like um like a macbeth shakespearean type thing um that he probably just never invested all the time in because I yeah, like I mean, he little... was Howard was definitely riffing on some of that. Like, by this yeah. axe, I rule is very yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, let's let's just talk about the Dark Man briefly. Or you want to talk um, about? You want to talk about Worms of the Earth last? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll okay. end with that. Okay. Um, so the Dark Man takes place during a different time. Uh, yes. It's essentially in the future from the Bran McMorn stories, and Bran is essentially a statue, um, yeah, a you know a symbol more than anything. He's the Dark Man. Um, oh, man, it's been a while since I read that one. Oh yeah, I can barely even remember. I actually really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Turlo Dub O'Brien? Is that mm-hmm. the guy? I think that's the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's if it, ringing if a bell. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which actually um, has uh, a series of like pastiche novels. Mm-hmm. I own one. Um, it was good, but not obviously not Howard good, but mm-hmm. they're good, so you can check those out. Yeah, uh, remind me, we should talk about the brand pastiche as well um, before we exit. Oh, like uh, yeah, yeah, Carl Edward Wagner. Yeah, that and yeah, um, yeah. also uh, sometimes Lofty Towers, David C. Smith. Um, and also oh, Richard Tierney might've been a co-writer on that one. I don't remember. Uh-huh. 
Um, um, anyways. But uh, yeah, The Dark Man takes place, Medieval Times. It's more adventure I think Trelow is similar to Conan. I think he actually looks like Conan, basically. Yes, yes. Um, I, I remember. I don't know well. the the I don't know the publishing order, so maybe he was before Conan. He was like the, trying it out, um, but he's a mercenary, and he basically I feel like he grabs this statue, and it's some the, the weird thing about the statue is that it grows in size or shrinks. Yeah, and it's, in it's size. also like yeah it becomes lighter it becomes like nothing yeah. to pick up for uh some and then for the others it's quite heavy i i heard some speculation somewhere i don't even recall where that it might actually be the same substance as the black stone oh could be was carved from um because the black stone appears a lot in in yeah. different howard stories or mentions of things like it um uh, but i don't know but it's it's very light on the weird. That is the weird element. So if you need super yep. weird for your sword and sorcery, that is not it. Um, but it is a very historical adventure um, type thing. Mm-hmm. A great battle at the end. Turlo actually has like a nemesis that appears in three stories with him. Um, it's a Viking dude. Uh, and like they team up and then don't team up off and on. They like discover the remnants of Atlantis at one point. Um so he's got his own little arc, Turlo. But uh, yeah, uh, another in action-packed story, although very light on the Bran. Yeah, very cool yeah. story, but not a lot about Bran, um, other than he's just this symbol of a badass chief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Which brings us, I suppose, to uh, Worms of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Do you guys remember the first time you read this story? When I read this volume, I think I was probably like 21 or 22. Uh, I was a lot younger than that. Probably <laughs> 15, 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got this one. Uh, I got that brand book when I was quite young, but I didn't read it for many years. Uh, I don't think until I got somewhat involved in like online Robert E. Howard talk. Um, and then I'd heard, you know, just how good it was and, write it for myself and then kept reading it all these years while i like it i like i love it now i don't think that i was ready for it when i read it the first time sure yeah i was a lot going on yeah i was looking for conan yeah because it was made by the creator of conan and i'm using air quotes here and that's what i was looking for i didn't know any better really and so when i read it i was like I don't understand what's going on. It's kind of cool. I had yet to, I mean, I knew of Lovecraft, but I just, just surface knowledge. And so some of that was a little, I wouldn't say off-putting. It was just, it didn't quite grab me until I read it again later when I was a bit older. Yeah. Um, I remember very much liking the story in particular, um, but like it brand isn't one I'd go back. It's just, it's not usually what I look for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not saying it's not good, but like, yeah, it's just not one I'd reread. Like I'd reread a Conan story and probably half the call stories in a heartbeat, but I'd have to be in the mood for brand. It's not just like a go-to. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. the, the reason I end up liking this story so much is because I like horror so much. Yeah. And this yeah. is a, this is right. A, yeah, a really perfect marriage of like a barbarian story mixed with, you know, bleak, 
Lovecraftian elements. It's uh, to me, it's the best blend of Lovecraft and yeah. barbarian stories. Yeah, it's probably a good 50-50. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, it actually invokes, uh, you know, named things from Lovecraft. Yes, yes. that's true. Um, and so it's there. The Black Stone is in there. Yep. Right? Like. Um, the, the lizard witch sex. Yeah, like the fact <laughs> that there's, there's this. Yeah, he, he has to. Which is interesting, too, because. Cull was sort of sexless, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Cull, we got the sense that he didn't, and he also didn't want to, right? Like he yeah. wasn't, which is interesting when you compare it to Bran, who's willing to just weaponize it to get what he wants. Yeah, yeah. So interesting that these would have been written during similar time periods. And then and so, Conan just has like every STD. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, he, he passes all of his saving throws, so he doesn't get them. That's right. Um, interesting connection though of course that scene in the 1982 conan movie yeah yeah uh, clearly inspired right clearly he encounters the witch Mm -hmm. and uh you know conan's coming for information she says there's a price barbarian and uh you know of course the price is conan's uh swollen love ding dong (laughs) uh but to me that's the genius of the movie of the 82 film is that the guys who wrote it clearly read howard yeah and then parts of it they wanted to do for their 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 story and that's Mm -hmm. super cool but i digress yeah um yeah that is sort of a digression in that we're not but it's those things do matter. They matter a lot to me. And that's part yeah. of why I, I feel like that 82 film does feel more Howard than some people give it credit for. It's oh, like yeah. a lot of those little bits. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it is a, it's a cool scene that yes, has its roots in um, this Brad McMorn story where essentially he wants to find passage to the worms of the earth. Right. Um, and the witch Atla. Uh, yeah. Wants to feel the hot kisses of a King. Um, and Bran abides. Bran abides. <laughs> Gary Gianni penciled some wrinkly old lizard lady boobs. Yeah, he would do that. Yeah. He would. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, um, I, we talked about this a long time ago, Matt. It wasn't even on the podcast. It was just like before any of this happened. But there's a depiction of this, and I don't know if it's a comic or what, but they made the witch a hottie and we were talking about it and we're like the witch is clearly not a hottie yeah brand's not into it man he's like yeah he shudders right yeah Yeah. she's not all human she's she's only part human right so she's she's of of she's like a different time of evolution on the evolutionary scale of the same root race as these worms of the earth is, is what we're gathering. Right. Which yes. Uh, you have to consider the story, um, children of the night also written by Howard that references essentially, uh, a different stage of the worms of the earth fighting against a different stage of Picts, And they're like locked in this like battle and it is a savage. It is a, it is a intense story, just a very bloody tale which which is also kind of essential reading too if you're super into the you know Bram yeah. McMorn and connective tissues um so she has her roots there so she kind of knows but i don't know why, like, what, what is with atla why does she why does she want she says it's because she wants to feel the embrace of a kiss or, or yeah, sorry yeah. Of, uh, of a king yeah, yeah um 
but is the angle that she in some way wants to mess with him like because they have that sort of ancestral warring hatred thing going on is she just messing with him probably but she also does bring him to help him yeah, is yeah. She just mischievous like what's her what's her deal i didn't give um, it that much thought because yeah i have i mean <laughs> yeah I just, well i find her fascinating uh, yeah i don't so i don't know a whole lot about like howard's views as a person as he cha- like changed throughout his very short life um but there was a point in time where him and lovecraft both were like hella into theosophy and if you're uh-huh. familiar at all with the wackadoodle beliefs of philosophy or sorry theosophy um it's all about the root races and like bizarro evolution and that really shows yeah. mm-hmm. in howard's picts um because i believe picts might be a root race in theosophy um okay. or mentioned um at some point um so i but you can really tell the influence of that like it's like a pseudo cultish religion that was really popular in the 20s and 30s uh madame Lavatsky was like the practice she could like speak to spirits and you know the spirits of atlanteans from a hundred thousand years ago and shit like that um mm-hmm. it's crazy stuff but it really shows in pulp and it really really shows with the the different root races and stuff that matt was just talking about yeah that's something that runs through a lot of howard stories we can see yeah yeah thack and like yeah yeah you know it's yeah. all yeah um which also could be its own other topic but probably for like anthropologists sure. and like uh super <laughs> keen <laughs> history it's beyond my pay grade for sure <laughs> to, to know all that business um i'll leave that for the essayists um but yeah so he's i don't know yeah atla i find is kind of fascinating yeah. um yeah. she she gives him a warning and then, of course, so does uh, old Gonar. It warns him that he's seeking out these worms of the earth as a means of revenge against one of his people from just, uh, you know, Roman aggression and insults, right? Yeah. Bran's basically insulted. He's had enough of this shit. He's been fighting this war. He's sick of these people killing his people. And he wants to spit in their eye the and i almost feel like that's what it yeah he loses one man and he freaks out no man he's a general of sorts right so he's he's got to know that there's collateral damage but he hates the way that rome is so bold and he sees it firsthand in this story well he's basically like i i will i will invoke devils to get revenge and you just get the sense that he's a damned man and at the end of the day at the end of the story, he's the, the thing that's so fascinating to me that as, as a potential thread for someone to, you know, write something that came after the idea that we get a sense that Bran is damned for doing this. His, his, his gaining favor with these worms of the earth, these creatures of the darkness of elder gods uh, being involved. What's the ultimate price for him? It's not over. And so that to me is just so tantalizing about it. And we'll never know, right? We'll never know because this was, I don't know. Well, I think in all the stories we've mentioned, except the dark man, it's straight up mentioned that the picks are losing and will lose eventually. Yeah. Um, At the very, I I always like, this is pre nuclear nuclear option. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, We already know the picks ended up devolved 
from the cull stories yeah, right? yeah, yeah because at that time they were fairly sophisticated yeah right yeah. uh and and then the ones at brand's time are not interestingly yeah. we get the sense in the brand stories that the picks are going they're bound to die yeah but in the conan stories it's the opposite the picks yeah. are going to spread uh, you know, east across the Hyborian lands and just start slaughtering everybody. Yeah, that's that's Howard's whole like, yeah, things come and go cyclical yeah. because the picks, if you read the Hyborian Age essay, eventually one of them uh, learns Aquilonian and how to read by like oh, a, yeah. a Nemedian priest. And he's like, we can take over the entire continent now. And they do. Mm. Um so it's cool yeah, stuff, that's, but yeah, exactly. All that is just ripe for storytelling and like yeah. extrapolation. Um, yeah. So I don't know what was uh what's the standout bit of this story for you guys? Was something in particular that? Well, it's either the the witch or the very end. Um, just because we do live in a post nuclear society, and mm -hmm. the first thing that I thought of was that he like clearly Robert E. Howard didn't know this because it hadn't been invented yet. Mm -hmm. Um but uh Bran is horrified at what he has done. Yeah. When because yeah. it doesn't they don't kill the Romans. It like drives them insane and they're like just gibbering madmen at the end. But then and, Bran mercy kills yeah and face, mercy uh, kills him. Yeah. Uh, but uh Sulla? Is it Sulla? Yeah. Yeah, but that's Titus like Sulla, or yeah, the yeah. it really I connected it to like Oppenheimer, which happens to be another seven hour movie coming out soon. Um, <laughs> that regretted what he did later in life, what he because unleashed. of yeah, what he had unleashed. And I, that's I did a report on Oppenheimer when I was in like 12th or no, like when I was like seven. That, that is an interesting so, connection, yeah. it's almost like, yeah, pre nuclear warning yeah, um yeah. yeah i mean it, yeah it's like you invoke these dark spirits and and who who knows what happens after that yeah. yeah and i guess uh yeah you did a very good job of describing essentially what i was trying to figure out in my own brain about that the ending basically pressing the nuclear button and mm -hmm. uh regretting that action yeah and I, I see it as a little less uh, dramatic than that in the sense that in some ways I think he's damned himself and his people, even though he already was, right? It's this fatalistic sense of – because it's not – the world's not dead because he invoked the worms of the earth. I guess the fear is always there, though, with mm -hmm. these elder gods potentially yeah, being I involved. Mean, but Japan still exists. He, he, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it certainly just seems to damn his whole mission uh, is how it feels like it might end off. Um, okay. Worms of the Earth. Yeah. Um, Read it if you haven't. It's if all good stuff. Because yeah, oh, it's very good. I guess we didn't really talk about the worms themselves, but I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be lizard people for our serpent um, people from, yeah. from Call. Mm -hmm. Just they've they've devolved so far in the however many ambiguous years have passed since yeah, definitely described and as, and, as reptilian like and then if you yeah. go back to children of the night i believe it it hammers that home Spell as well it out yeah yeah so um which you know is that the whole like oh 
The lizard people control all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, on the Wikipedia page for lizard people, I like that conspiracy theory. It directly mentions yeah, the mentions, story. He yeah, kind exactly. of like invented the idea. Yeah, yeah, crazy. That um, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, to this day, it's it's almost like an L. Ron Hubbard situation. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a legacy. Writer. Wow. Yeah, well, speculative there... fiction writer does a thing, and then later – no one sees the irony of believing the science yeah, or the, the speculative fiction writer. The kind of modern day prolification of that was like from a Reddit forum. There's like a woman in like the Southeast, I believe, maybe Missouri, who like had this cult and it was all about that. But I have no idea if she had read Howard or came up with it like on her own. Yeah. But like it's weirdo, weirdo stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could be, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there are essays that exist that track yeah no. of snake people or infiltrators yeah. throughout i would read that yeah yeah so would i <laughs> yeah. yeah um uh, okay so but i uh do you want to yes. talk about the lost race at all anymore i don't have much I, I would honestly yeah. need to reread that one yeah and, uh, i did not read it myself I'd read, I need to read some supplements for it too i mean this is a topic we can always come back to yeah um, if i remember right like it's very like brands not mentioned by name it's just the pics um mm -hmm. i kind of even think that it takes place in like what would be howard's modern day is that correct yeah, yeah. uh like in oh the, i don't know i don't i might that. be wrong maybe i'm thinking of something else but um oh yeah you might there's actually in in the first in skelos issue one um there is a I don't, I can't remember if it's a, a fragment that might have been part of that story or if it's, it's, it's something else that is basically connected to that. Okay. Um, okay. To that story that is in Skelos. If I could reach it, I would, I would look through it. But if you're, yeah, if you're interested to look into that, that was something that I think Jeff Shanks secured for Skelos issue okay. one. Okay. Um, and they, what they commissioned a piece of art by, Ooh, I can't. I think it was Schultz, uh, by Mark Schultz. Oh, or, who oh, also nice. did some of the Del Rays. I think that's yeah, he did the coming of Conan the Sumerian. Yeah, yeah. uh, Logan, in uh, reference to the children of the night, I found some stuff here. It says, um, in this tale, Brand yes. does not appear directly, but rather the story elaborates on his cult, which first appears in the Dark Man and seems yeah, to yeah, have yeah. survived into the 20th century. So, right, because there's like a mm. cult that worships the statue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So how I think almost more than any other mainline character that Bran was more of a concept that Robert E. Howard played with more than a fully fleshed out character with a arc or anything. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. He's almost just like a guy who subs in for howard's want to tell pick stories you know yeah yeah. yeah 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 do you think that if he had elaborated and written more about bran um that we'd have more stories like conan you know where he is the central character as opposed to the ensemble stories that we had and as you hmm. said matt he's a very doomed character i kind of make it kind of feels like he would have died in one of these stories yeah, he would have been a cool guy to almost just see his final fate. I mean, for me, Worms of the Earth almost reads like that. Like that yeah. was his, that was like sort of his first step, you know, one foot in the grave kind of thing. Yeah. It has that so, vibe. 
I don't have the publishing order in front of me, so I don't know. Um, uh, I, I was do. Uh, oh, do you? Okay, so What's Kings of question? the Night was first. Okay, so uh, Kings of the Night, then Dark Man. Kings uh, of the Night was nineteen thirty. Then Dark Man is thirty one. Worms of the Earth is thirty two. So my impression is half correct. Um, yeah. In that, my impression was Howard wanted to write Worms of the Earth. But he also wanted something or a character that he could consistently sell Mm -hmm. and tried, but Bran just wasn't it. Mm -hmm. That was my impression. Yeah, Yeah, because Worms of the Earth is by, I think, uh, Kings of the Night, again, having Cole's shoulders to to stand on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Worms of the Earth is probably the most recognizable story for people who have read other Howard characters. Yeah, I yeah, think that's fair. Um, so there's also, I mean, I could, I could probably, I could talk a lot about Worms of the Earth. Like, I actually have two. You know, I'm not a big nonfiction writer, but I do occasionally do some things for, mm-hmm. you know, books. I've done an afterward. I've done a forward. I've done an essay in Robert E. Howard changed my life. Um, and actually, in that book. Uh, I write a lot about Bran McMoran. It's basically about, um, you know, when you're at a certain age and you are relating the storytelling that you're taking in, um, the stories that you're investing in with your own life, you know, some some readers can't help but connect, right? Um, and so I did connect on a lot of levels with that, um, more so than Conan, you know? I, I feel more connected to Bran McMorn, you know, if Conan is this fantasy of like living your rock and roll life, being a badass, taking no one's shit. Um, if that's that fantasy, then for me, <laughs> I've, I've always found that one fleeting and hard to, you know, hard to follow. And I mean, I'm talking like from the perspective of young men, right? When you're trying to get out there, you're, you're hot blooded and you're, you're in adventure mode. And so you see cool shit like Conan and these covers and it leaves an impression on you. And I guess for me, Bran McMorn is this symbol of like duty, almost D-U-T-Y, Logan. Um, yeah, duty. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, standing by your people and um, I don't know, doing doing what has to be done, um, even if it's 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 a lot about sacrifice and things like that. And you know, throughout life, we have to make those. And I think that Bran really sort of. Um, I don't know. That just rings true to me. Um, and sometimes duty calls in life, right? You got to make these decisions. So, um, yeah, needless to say, Worm to the Earth and uh, Bram McMorn had a pretty big impression on me. Um, but there's also the pastiche to discuss because I. Yeah, I was going to say, I pulled them up. Yeah, there's two books. Yeah, um, one is Legion so from di- the Shadows by Carl Edward Wagner, is the first which was- one. That was published first? Yes. And then it was the David C. Smith one? Yes, for The Witch of the Mists. Yeah, so I uh, I read for The Witch of the Mists first. Uh, I read that, I don't know, five, six years ago maybe. Uh, I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and <laughs> I'm laughing at Dean's message. <laughs> right. 
Dean's pork loin is done, you guys. <laughs> Just letting you know. That means we're going to yeah. wrap soon. Yeah, we're going to wrap uh, soon. <laughs> and and now you've made me hungry, Dean. Pork well, loin waits for, for no For one. pork loin. <laughs> it's been sitting on the smoker for the last two and a half, three hours, and Ooh. it just came up to temperature, and I was like, I got to get it off now. Yeah. yeah. So, we're uh, talking Robert E. Howard stories, <laughs> men of action, bare-chested, yeah. and he's smoking meat. He's going to go eat Jesus barbariously. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, for The Witch of the Mist I read, I thought it was fun, right? It was like, it had a lot, it was just a very much like an adventure tale. Um, almost uh, 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 Hour of the Dragon esque is is what I remember of it. Sure, um, David C. David C. Smith's a great writer. So it says that where's the synopsis? Uh, story centers on Bran being captured by Roman soldiers fighting in the arena. His escape and recovery and protection of the Witch of the Mists, a powerful demigod reborn as a human girl. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Carl Edward Wagner's Legion from the Shadows, I have heard is very good, which I would expect nothing less from Carl Edward Wagner. Um, but if well, I remember right, it involves that lost legion of yes. Roman legionnaires, and he like brings them back from the dead to mm. fight for him. Yeah, and, the, and cool. the, ser- the Serpent Men factor into it as well. I think that's the shadow uh, reference in the title. Sure, sure. Um, so, referencing the Shadow Kingdom. Um, so, I actually bounced off of that one pretty hard. Oh, yeah. I, I read about 100 pages in it. I, I think that it was, I was enjoying it for a while, but sometimes you read a book and you're like, man, if I read this at a different time, I might tackle it differently. But it was like 100 pages in, and this, the story was all just, prepping things or like reflecting on things. It was like, it was not a story of action. There was no, I'm not saying I'm not even that attracted to action and storytelling, but if it's like in the pulp tradition and you're using Robert E. Howard's characters, I feel like they should be kicking some ass uh, in the first hundred pages or so. (laughs) I mean, it just, it just rubbed me, it rubbed me the wrong way, honestly, despite me liking Wagner. I think I'll give it another shot another day, but yeah. Unlike the, the David C. Smith one, maybe I I read that at the right time, but yeah, I, I kind of bounced off Legion from the shadows of the shadows. Yeah, um, I they are very hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both out of print. Uh, they're both seventy six and seventy eight. Legion from the shadows is not even available on Amazon. Um, it doesn't even come up, at least through the link on Good Goodreads. Um, yeah, I, I got it on one of those used book sites for like. Yeah, I think it was like twenty five bucks. Uh, including shipping so i got it for a good price and it was yeah. in wicked shape ken kelly cover yeah um, yeah so. no if you, uh, yeah so i i would actually like to hear from uh if you did read that book and you liked it i don't know tell tell us about it tell us why because yeah. Yeah. it convinced me to go back and read it um yeah Brad. so I, I think you know conan being the guy who steals all the oxygen is your sort of your biggest, most popular uh, Howard character. Then who's next? Solomon Kane or Cull, do you think? I would say Cull and then Solomon Kane. And then probably Bran McMorn. As yeah. In terms of things that you can, you know, make pastiche about, have yeah. comic books, um, uh, that sort of thing. Could I, 
put a suggestion out there. I'm yeah. Only because I uh, came across it when I was looking for my Brand McMorn book. Cormac MacArt. Did you guys yeah, yeah, read yeah. any of that stuff? I really enjoyed those stories. So I read some of the stories. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, he yeah. featured in the Howard stories. Um, mm-hmm. I can't even remember. But there's also a pastiche of him as well. Yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. really? There yep. is. Same same publisher as the uh yeah. At least one of the brand ones. Yeah. And that actually might be who I'm getting confused with Trelow because Yeah, you probably so are so similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a Cormac featured in um uh Kings of the Night as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there are a number of Cormac McArt um, comic books as well. Yeah. I almost want yeah. to say Cormac. There's been a couple in Howard stories, ones from one timeline and one from another. Oh, I, I am. I am thinking of Cormac because they're Andrew Offit no, novels. There's yeah, yeah. six of them. Okay. Oh, wow. Six. Yep. And two of them are with Keith Taylor. Um, the last oh. two. So um, they are well reviewed. Um, yeah, I have sure, I have the Tower of Death, which appears to be the last one, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, those uh, are the books I buy when I see, but I've not. Yeah, I've yeah. not read. Cool. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I would say Bran McMorn is something we, you know, I, I've referenced it so many times in the show, especially Worms of the Earth, um, that I felt we should at least talk about it formally. Um, and who knows what we do in the future, right? Like we might go back to just tackling single stories and looking at things in depth, but we felt it was high time fun. for us to kind of, yeah. Well, it was yeah. T- time to address one of these bigger characters and um, His time was due. Yeah. We haven't time done this due. kind of episode for a while. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. Cut right into us. Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> what do you think of the, the Bram McMoran stories? While I'm thinking of this, Mm-hmm. Um, only because if you like the tone of Bran McMorn, there is an RPG, a tabletop RPG called AD or 43 AD, which is horror sword and sorcery set in Roman occupied Britain. Um, that's cool. Uh, and it is made by the same, it's the same rule set as the people who did Zenobia, which I own because it's Eastern Roman Empire under Queen Zenobia, sword and sorcery version. Fantastic, historically researched um, sword and sorcery set in a historical time period. So if you're into that, check those out. I do not need another game to learn. That's true. You, yeah. <laughs> I told you I get, I have a moratorium on learning new games now. Because uh, I'm designing the Conan and it, and I I just had to kind of I don't look at others because I was like ah oh, that's what I'm doing damn you you even used the same name <laughs> like, God damn it so I, uh, I think the system only uses regular six sided die um, I only have cool. them because the research and like the monsters and stuff and the maps of the Roman era is super cool but I actually considered that with the Conan I was going to try and just do d6s and then immediately i was like no i want a more of a range as well sure yeah um it's enough about that uh get ye to amazon and pick up a book of blades yeah and then no. if you haven't already done that then pick up a blade a book of blades volume two which is not out yet but if you listen to this in a few weeks it will be yeah in in ebook 
paperback and hardcover. The hardcover of volume one will be out shortly after. Yeah, we're going to actually put out. Yeah, we're going to put out a hardcover and we might yeah. throw in some special things. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, for those of you who like, because there are many people that asked for that. Oh, hardcover is the way to go. Hard and I, yeah. And it's a little different, or it was a little different on Amazon when I made the first one, but now it's the same as the paperback, which makes it way easier. Mm. Um, so, so the same format, basically. Yeah, same just, format and everything. Translates. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll do that. Um guys, it was a blast. We may talk to you uh probably do another episode in the near future i'm actually mm-hmm. really interested mm-hmm. in looking at arnold and uh talk about do. that documentary talk about uh talk about arnold and conan and that legacy i think that's a great idea for an episode um and then of course uh there's a few things to hawk here nah, neither bag nor yield is uh jason waltz's new forthcoming um it's kickstarter be a kickstarter if you look it up now, you can sign up for um, notifications, basically. Yeah. So when it goes live, it will tell you. He's got a packed roster on there um, of authors, two of whom we, we've we recently interviewed. One where, like, or, or, like, this is an episode, essentially, where, I don't know, it was, <laughs> you'd have to wait and see. Yeah, it's, it, was, and see. It, was, it was such an interesting format and, like, I don't know. I was, it was a really good time. And it also, Matt got slightly intimidated at a point, which was unusual. Just, I don't know, man, as you talk to certain people and you're like, damn, yeah, this, this guy, uh, this, this was guy a big knows. one. Yeah. 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 yeah it was yeah. cool. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, go check out that Kickstarter. Um, I'm sure there's other things going on. Whetstone seven, I think just popped out, get yourself some free sword and sorcery, download that. Stories are 2,500 words max. You can read them on your yeah. lunch break. There is a there's a bounty of fresh ah. sword and sorcery out there, guys. And, and John R. Fultz released a new horror anthology, Weirder Than Weird. I think that oh, was nice. a couple, like a month or so ago. Could be Good wrong, old John but, Fultz. Yep. So Dean wants to go get his pork on. Yeah. Dean's, Dean's loins are calling my, for pork. My loins are warm right now. <laughs> He's got some warm uh, loins. And they're covered and, uh, in peach juice. <laughs> Kinky. And so we need to get out of here because we're talking about the loins and the protein content and the 52% body fat. Who do you think you are? Uh, we have to make sure that we get out there and we chisel our loins and we also uh, sharpen our, our, our swords and uh, don't take your father's sword and make sure they always remain sharp. You bastard! You son of a bitch. Ha <laughs> ha